Welcome to the Stratocast, a podcast about Stratomatic Baseball with Sterl and Paulo. Today's episode is about origin stories. We talk playing back in the day and getting back into play, plus have a segment we call Lad's Launching Pad. And of course, we'll pay homage to the late, great Hank Aaron, all in about the time it takes to play a basic strike game. Welcome to the premiere episode of the Stratocast. I'm your co-host Sterling Ivany. I'm here with my longtime friend and fellow co-host Paulo Mello. How are you doing, Mr. Mello, today? Good. Yes. Just ducky. Just ducky. Uh, yeah. Um, this is our first foray into podcasting. Uh, Paulo and I are longtime friends, uh, longtime Strat players for Stratomatic Baseball that have just recently gotten back into it. Um, and we thought, well, for shits and gigs, we'd just, uh, try to make a little bit, bit of fun during this pandemic and, and, uh, do a podcast as Paulo said to me, uh, last week when we were thinking about this, it's like, what the hell are we going to talk about? But we'll find, <laughs> we'll find stuff to talk about for sure. Um, and both of us just kind of came back into Strat over the Christmas holidays. I think Paulo, I might've sent you a text or something on whatsapp before the holidays about finding old strat cards and it's kind of took off from there didn't it for or at yeah. least for you yeah yeah well i was it was funny i was listening to the radio the other day and i was listening to uh one of the hosts uh he mentioned uh strat and yep. my face my face lit up and it was like oh my god <laughs> there's there's an old school person that's uh into uh playing a game that I played uh, as a as a child, so that was pretty cool. So and then uh, it kind of just evolved into that. I decided to go onto the Stratomatic website and uh, decided to order uh, from their uh, Diamond Gem uh, collection of uh, 1980s teams, as that seems to be the 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 era that kind of uh, really resonated with me. As I, I seem to remember quite a lot more <laughs> about the players, whereas I guess the 90s is, uh, as well, but yeah, for sure. More the 80s, for sure. It was when I was playing Strat was uh, definitely in the 80s. Yeah, for playing. sure. And for me, I think it was a matter of I, we were digging out the Christmas decorations or starting to, and uh, I came across a, um, uh, a box, uh, Wayne Gretzky Dao skates box. Uh, um, from, from, oh my God, 1981, 82. 
and I kind of went, oh yeah, like I'd gotten, you know, that uh, um, about 10 years ago, um, had uh, been at my cousin's place. He's a Steelers fan. So we were watching the Super Bowl. I uh, went out to get a beer or something in the, in the garage and this box was there or we talked about Strat. He kind of dusted it off and said, hey, you know, here it is. And he had gotten the um, old timer series teams. So uh, he had a bunch of those in there. And I think some some of the 81 teams, and I said, well, you know, um, hey, it'd be great to be able to play this. I think my kids were young, younger at the time. Well, yeah, you know, like coming up to be teenagers or whatever. And um, so I brought that home. And I think you came up one time and we played a, a little tournament with the right. boys when they were young. And that it's literally been, that's been, it's been 10 years since I even saw it. And I'd rescued my uh, original game with the 78 teams um, from my parents' house when we moved here 20 years ago, um, but had not really, you know, last time I played that was university. Whether it was you or if it was David that introduced me to the game. <laughs> the origin story. I guess all us Strat players have them. John Miller, legendary voice of the San Francisco Giants. I saw an ad when I was about 10 years old in a magazine, probably Sport Magazine, uh, that would be in the early 60s, about Stratomatic Baseball. And, you know, I was so young and so naive, uh, the ad says something to the effect of, uh, you know, real players uh, play just like they do in real life. I, I had this vision somehow of, of this amazing game where you'd get a, a game board and there would be a little Willie Mays out there, maybe a, you know two inches tall and uh, making basket catches. Uh, they sent me a brochure and some of the cards as a sample, and uh, I discovered that it was not going to be the way I thought, but uh, it still looked pretty good, so I, I went ahead and uh, made an arrangement with my uh, mom and dad that uh, I could go ahead and buy the game. And, uh, and it's sort of... Uh, changed everything for me because I started not only playing Stratomatic Baseball when I was just a kid, probably 1962 or 63, but uh, I used to broadcast the game. All right, our, our, our own origin story. So um, uh, we both grew up in a small town in Ontario, north of Toronto called Tottenham. Um, so both good Canadian kids. So uh, I got introduced to Stratomatic by my cousin, so I'm, uh, I'm uh, I have cousins in Newfoundland. Um, so I think it was this, I'm pretty sure it was the summer of grade nine. So it'll be 81, I guess that I was down there and he had this game and um, basically, you know, like uh, all seventies and eighties parents, I basically got dropped off at my cousins for two weeks and while they went and did whatever they wanted to do with, uh, with the, with their, you know, aunts and uncles or whatever. Um, and we just played, he introduced me to this and I, you know, I've been a big, um, you know, played a lot of pickup baseball as a kid, um, with my cousin, my cousin who lived down the street, uh, Dave. Um, and this was just like, uh, you know, as a 12, a thir I guess I was 13 or 14 as a sports fanatic, as a, as a baseball guy, I was like, oh, this is just unbelievable. So I think I bought it off him for 25 bucks and brought it home. And introduced my cousin Dave to it, and I and yeah, so it was either it was either in grade eight or grade nine or or that summer. But we'd all you know we met like the first day of school in grade nine. You and I did, Paul. Right. So I sure shortly there, it was probably at my house on the porch on the back porch. We used to have that closed-in yeah. porch, yeah, and we used right. to play a lot of games there. And uh, you know, uh, I just yeah, 
between then ended up being a group of us. So myself yeah. and you and Dave, another guy, Dave Allen, Bill Kernahan. Brock, Brock Keys. Yeah. Well. So and I yeah, we'll have to get we'll have to get my cousin Dave on for a chat if again if we keep going with this because you know he here's a guy like you know from some of you listeners who are in your 50s like us um he my cousin dave used to bring dice with him on the the bus to and from school and at lunch and he just he'd roll he'd just roll dice and and record the numbers because he wanted to he ended up buying the 1981 strat season and wanted to do all 162 games and you know there was no auto dice roller there's no there's no simulated games in 1981 right he was legitimately going to do it now i don't know how many i think he got like 72 games in and like re, like binders of game sheets right like just ridiculous but uh he was and totally was a strike year wasn't it yeah one was a strike year i'm pretty sure so it's funny that he tried to get a all 160 <laughs> in, yeah in a, in a i'm pretty year. sure like uh, this yeah. yeah but he'd know you know more than i that do, was but, the two uh, i think they did two half seasons yes that year they and did they had the two eastern uh american east teams east yeah the phillies and the yeah yeah, yeah. uh the, Jay, the blue jays were such garbage but they still <laughs> they were garbage the first half and they were still garbage the second <laughs> they were still garbage the second half they were slightly, half. They were slightly yes. a bit better but Paulo is a, a a diehard Jays fan. I'm a diehard Bo Sox fan. So we've both had our share of uh, joy and sadness <laughs> yes. as baseball fans. And, you know, I think it's fair to say it's near and dear to our hearts to, to when we get a chance to play Strat, to play with those teams. And uh, God, the sorrow that I endure with uh, being a Red Sox manager is just unbelievable. Like, oh, that's just yeah. terrible. I cannot win with them to save my life. And they don't only lose, they just get shelled. <laughs> oh my God. The, the baseball gods are against me and the Red Sox for sure. So I just, <laughs> it's two men on base with one out, John Milner up to bat. <laughs> I roll a 310, home run one to two on his card, and what do I roll? A one. <laughs> Mets are up 11 to one in the seventh. This game's over. Oh, my gosh. God, if I, if I took this game as seriously as I did when we were kids, I'd be epileptic right now. But I'm doing the rolling, so I can't say anything about it. <laughs> This is unbelievable. There's no way I'd ever want for the Red Sox. But for the greasy Mets, ooh, every rule goes their way. Oh, I hate them. I just hate them. I'll talk to you later. Just, it's not even close. 67 Red Sox, 75 Red Sox, 78 Red Sox. Doesn't matter. They just get whacked. And that was one of the reasons because... Uh... With the way Strat has it, uh, the company they have A sets and B sets for each of the decades. So yeah, the one set had uh, the Jays, the '85 Jays, and then uh, the other set had the '86 uh, what, uh, Red Sox. So I had, <laughs> yeah, just for your sake, when we Thank do you. have any tournaments that you can agonize with uh, with having. So yeah, so it's been it's been a lot of fun to kind of. Uh, 
get back into it because, uh, you know, it was a game that got me through a lot of dull periods. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we're talking, talking the 80s was really, it wasn't what, uh, you know, the, the kids have today. Uh, you know, as far sure, there was the Atari back then and yeah, the yeah, tel- the Intellivision. <laughs> but, but it was it was really the uh, board games were more prevalent for uh, sure but you know trying to get this generation to play board games is like pulling teeth so would, you know it is now you know certainly since we've kind of started getting back into it again i've done a little reading about it and a little research online and certainly strat had one of it you know, strat, the strat about a company i think because of the pandemic last year or, or you know, have one of their better years from right. a board game perspective. And, and certainly a lot of people like you and me who played when we were kids have come back to it because, you know, really what else, you know, like <laughs> there's, not a lot there's not else right? a lot else to do. Right. And, and uh, so it's been good. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, that's how things started for us. And then we spent a like, good chunk of high school. We played a lot of strat. Oh my God. You know? I, I used to bring it uh, during my, during lunch in the, the cafeteria in yeah. high school. And uh, during so you from there you went and bought old timers an old timer set right? No, or did I you? didn't buy it. I ended up getting a set. I don't know if it was from you or if it was from Dave. I might, might have been from Dave. Caker. It had to have been because uh, yeah. I think I he think went kind of crazy. Yeah. Like he just went. He, he bought he seasons and. And I I for I ran for about ten or eleven seasons, where I believe I had either six or eight teams. I had a. A 2000, or sorry, 1905 New York Giants. I had uh, the 27 Yankees. I had the 61 Tigers. Um, trying to think of, uh, but so I had I had a few teams that I just literally constantly was doing leagues or like seasons, and I I think I got to about 10 or 11 seasons. Wow. So you did even uh, better than I did. I I think. And I yeah, kept we used, all of this stuff for the longest time. Yeah, and then yeah, like I did three seasons. So I guess at, you know with the the, the seventy eight teams that I had, like the, the seventy eight guys. So yeah, it was when there was fourteen teams in the American League and twelve right. in the National but League. That's still a lot because you're you're talking. Yeah, about but I I didn't do full seasons. Like I do the like a home and home, or like everybody would right, play each other right. twice. So like 26 and 22 games and then playoffs. So I, I do know that um, the, the inaugural strat season for me, the uh, the 1978 Texas Rangers defeated the Cincinnati Reds wow. for for the championship. And then I think Cincinnati won in like the next season and then an, an American League team. I've got a trophy somewhere in my parents' basement. I was trying to find it but I couldn't oh, really? like it. Well, an old blue Jays, uh, baseball piggy make, I mounted on a piece of wood and then I had all the teams, the champs written underneath it. But for the life of oh, me, really? I couldn't, I couldn't find oh, it. That would be a nice keepsake. Uh, yeah. Well, it's probably buried down there somewhere. I just, yeah. just didn't have the the time to, to kind of look for it. So, yeah. So yeah, I, you know, I think, and certainly playing it again, it's it's brought back a lot of good memories, and oh, it's yeah. a lot of fun. And speaking of fun, it's now time for our new segment, Lads Launching Pad. So it's a pretty much <laughs> four shots. <laughs> Who's got four? Who is this guy again? Pete Ladd. <laughs> is he? he and he's from Milwaukee. Eighteen innings, five home runs. This is 
All right, so the so the home run hitting contest is the, is the Pete Ladd, the Pete Ladd home run hitting contest. Wow. Pete Ladd had a great postseason with the 1982 Milwaukee Brewers, as he came in in a closer role as Raleigh Fingers had been injured in September and made one appearance in the World Series in Game Two against the Cardinals, where he walked two guys consecutively, resulting in the winning run being scored by the Cardinals as they took Game Two to tie the series up at one apiece. However, it's his strat card from the regular season that caused us to create Lad's launching pad. Pete gave up five home runs in 18 innings, which resulted in him having straight home runs on 4-3, 4-5, and 4-6. He's the perfect pitcher to serve up meatballs during a home run contest with some of the game's all-time greats. Beauty, hey, Garen. Wonder if you can hit. The first contestant on Lad's launching pad is going to be Hank Aaron. Hank passed away a couple of weeks ago at the age of 86, and for, for 33 years was the all-time home run champion as he surpassed Babe Ruth in 1974. He truly was a five-tool star. Uh, he claimed two National League batting titles, finished with a career average of 305, three-time Gold Glove winner. Career high in home runs was 47 in 1971, but he did ho hit over 40 home runs uh, eight different occasions, um, and he could steal bases as well. Uh, he had seven seasons with more than 20 stolen bases, including a career best of 31 in 1963. But today we're here to honor Hank for his home run hitting ability as Hank gets to hit some shots one more time. of Lad's launching pad are simple. If the batter has a, has a role at all that it results in the numbers three, five, or six, it's a home run. If he rolls the actual home runs on his card, they are home runs. In Hank Aaron's case, he's using his 47 home run season from 1971. So to roll on his own card, he has to roll one nine or one ten, or three eight, three nine, or three ten. In addition to three, five, and six at any time. So here we go, Pete Ladd pitching to Hank Aaron. And here's the pitch. Seven, out, 0 for 1. Nine, six, nine, out, 0 for 2. Four, whack, 1 for 3. Four, whack. Six, whack, 3 for 5. Six, whack. Four for six. Three, whack. Five for seven. Five, whack. Six for eight. Five, whack. Seven for nine. Fastball is a high drive into deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone. For baseball, what a marvelous moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia. What a marvelous moment for the country and the world. A black man is getting a standing ovation in the Deep South for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. And it is a great moment for all of us, and particularly for Henry Aaron.
310, Hank Aaron on his own card. Bingo! Home run to finish eight for 10. That's it for this episode of the Stratocast. Thanks to Connor Ivany for the Stratocast theme song and to Greg Ivany and Bree Lewis for the podcast artwork. Until next time, this is Sterling Ivany on behalf of my co-host Paulo Mello signing off from the Stratocast. <laughs>